Welcome. Welcome to 30 Days of Moon Magic. I'm Stephanie Matthews with MagicalMothering.com. And we're Friday, April 29th. Very exciting. Last day of the waning crescent moon. So day 29, really, of the moon phase. So the moon phases have 29 and a half days. So I decided to go with 30 days, but really they're all 29 and a half. So this has been a 29 day cycle. Uh, next month, it'll look probably a little bit closer to a 30 day cycle, but we're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna go with the flow. And I've been really excited about this first 30 days. Um, Yes, let me give somebody the link real fast. Um, where can I do that? Hmm, how can I share a link? Yes. Um, let me do this. Sorry, let me just share this real fast that way. Okay. Thanks for being patient. So in our final day of the 30 days of moon magic, we've got a dark moon. Oh, the dark moon. We also have a void of course moon today as well. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm also releasing. I am going through my, my uh, menses, my releasing space, my, my moon phase. While I get to say that publicly to everybody on Facebook land and on Zoom, I am releasing <laughs> part of the journey of being a healer is we get to share our personal lives with the world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh good morning karen welcome uh glad you are here it's nice to see your face and if you are a patron know that you can go over to the zoom link um it is in i think okay i see what, i think i deleted it from the discord so i need to re-put it in the discord because uh karen couldn't find it this morning but if you're a patron and you're on the discord know that there's a zoom link so i can actually like see your face in the Zoom um, and we can connect a little bit more personally there. So that's one of the advantages of being um, a patron. So dark moon, the dark moon energy is really this final day is saying rest, stop. Just allow for everything to release out of you, through you, in you um, and to just let go. I've been thinking a lot about feminism um, because for me, I've never really, um, I've probably been more, I grew up more of a misogynistic family where the women in my homes uh, treated the boys differently than the girls. It was more of a misogynistic culture. There was more of this acceptance as boys will be boys, but girls better behave and be obedient or else. Um, my sister got kicked out of the house, uh, her senior year for, you know, stepping away from 
what my parents wanted her to be. So there was very much this, um, this knowing that I couldn't step out of line. Um, and so releasing all of that to really see that the feminist movement is an incredible movement, right? I mean, equal rights for women, but I would like to take it one step further. <laughs> I, I don't want to be equal. I want to be honored as a life-giving being. This, and this I don't think is talked about. Like there's so much of women's sovereignty being taken away right now with a lot of the laws that are being pushed out there. And I don't believe it has anything to do with pro-life. I really don't. Um, I think a lot of the abortion laws are really about keeping women from being sovereign human beings and unable to make their own choices as a sovereign being. And women are the only beings that can give life. Uh, <laughs> that, that in itself as a not recognized aspect is quite, it, it shakes people to the core when they actually look at the only beings that are having medical restrictions put on them. Um, and you realize that the medical system can also make choices for our children without the parents' consent in a lot of spaces. So children and women, men are not being required to have vasectomies to stop this pro-life movement because if men were required to get vasectomies, you know, women can only get pregnant once every nine months. I mean, okay, yes, there's a very rare chance that she can get pregnant twice, but like that is so far beyond the norm, right? One woman can get pregnant one time in nine months. A man can go and impregnate a woman every day for nine months, you know, and have that many, like if we were actually for um, birth control, like, Except for there's this fight against not birth control because the population needs to grow. Uh, I read a really weird. Anyway, there's so much like convoluted stuff. And today, as I'm going through and just kind of like being bombarded with all of the nonsense, because that's what it, it's like. It's all distraction. Keep us distracted. Keep us distracted. And when we go into the dark moon, when we go into that darkness, when we go into having to rest, these are the types of thoughts that come into my brain. Well, like now that I'm restful, <laughs> then I start thinking like, why, why is this? Why are they taking away the sovereignty of women? Why, why do they need our why do they need control over our bodies? And then it's like, ooh, okay, I have to go there. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Like, that's kind of dark, right? <laughs> it's like a dark space. Um, that's like the dark forces is like, well, why would they need control over my medical freedoms? Why would they need control over my children's medical freedoms? Why would they need control over any aspect of me um and so uh during this dark moon the the question that was posed to me from 
the magical mother or my magical mother, however um, that resonates, was why are you so scared of the dark? Right? We're taught, we're taught like the fact that our entire culture pushes putting kids into their own rooms away from us, not co-sleeping, not being in a tribal unit. I mean, never in the history of humankind prior to 200 years ago, did we not live in a, in a, in a very like a one room house with, and even like the elite and the wealthy would have nursemaids for their babies living with them. Like there was never like this separation. And as tribal beings, as community-minded beings, it's an interesting aspect that the darkness was really a time of sitting within, staying put, staying in your camp, being safe. It wasn't a time of like, let's go tromp through the woods in the dark. Like, no, that was the darkness's time. <laughs> like, the time to go hunting, the time to go out was during the full moon. And really the dark moon was like, stay put. See, like, feel the darkness around you. Feel that there's more happening, that there's more in this space. And um, it's been really overcast here. So it's been brighter in this dark. Um, yeah, Karen shares that her cousin has a really crazy system to keep kids in their room. How terrifying. Well, and so kids are so much more in tune as well with the energies of darkness. Um, they can still see the shadow beings very clearly. They can still see the energies of darkness. Um, my son is very susceptible to this. He calls them monsters. He's like the monsters. And my husband is very quick to say, there's no monsters. And I, I saw the monsters when I was little. I saw the shadow beings. I saw these entities. And so I give him black tourmaline and I black tourmaline him and I black tourmaline his space and his corners and under the sheets because the black tourmaline is known to pull in those entities. It's known to pull in and, and absorb those entities. Um, and so rather than dismissing them, which I think a lot of parents do because they were then dismissed, they had to release these knowings that they had as children. And, you know, the boogeyman is a universal theme, like something in the darkness, in the closet, in the shadows. Yes, it's an archetype, but I believe that archetypes are not just, okay, now we're getting into like theosophy <laughs> and very esoteric aspects. Like, of course, we're all energy. So of course, these energies are all energy made and we are energy. So they all come from our imaginations, right? I mean, we could get very esoteric with it, but at a very basic level, the dark shadows, the darkness, the boogeyman, these archetypes are very real because they've been in every culture, every society. And some, some cultures like voodoo pull 
those energies from the dark shadows to actually give them magic and things like this. And this is where dark magic can come from or some names of it. I'm not saying voodoo is dark magic. I'm saying there's, in, there's parts of magic lore or magic aspects that have pulled the energies from these shadow beings and entities to gain more sovereignty over others or themselves because the darkness has so much power over us and so um good morning lisa welcome so the darkness i mean i posed the question in the pdf today you know make a list of things that are things that are in the shadows or in the darkness that are pulling us and i think really the darkness is a time of void um, think of the void, of course, moon that's happening today. It's happening for about four hours from uh, in central time. It's happening um, from like two-ish to five or six. Um, so make that space for yourself um, that this afternoon, there's a void, of course, moon. And a void, of course, moon is really not making anything finalized. So don't spend any money during a void of course moon. Don't make any commitments during a void of course moon. Definitely don't make, you know, marriage plans or proposals or um, signing contracts for a new house or a rental aspect during void of course. Like these are really important aspects to know. And as a, in following the lunar phases, which the female body follows the lunar phases versus the solar phases that the masculine body follows, I'm coming to realize that there is a, a flow, a aspect, and this dark moon is really sharing with us to step into the void, step into the nothingness, release all of these aspects. Hi, Cassandra. Uh, this is happening tonight or into tomorrow as well. So the void, of course, is happening today. Um, let me pull it up real fast. I have it right here. The exact times and I'll share with you. Um, that way you have them. It's right here. Okay. Uh, it's these are for central time. So if you're not in central time, write down the times and then um, and these are in the PDFs as well. So from 1.38 p.m. today to 4.19 p.m. today, and that's central time. So whatever time zone you are, look, you can look that up and make those um, shifts. So 1.38 p.m. today to 4.19 p.m. today. Um, and so those are just, those are cues that when we live in when we allow ourselves to live in the dark. And I noticed how many, you know, it's so important for our sleep patterns to actually sleep with the lunar phase, to have times where the, the full moon light is coming in and it's actually like lighting up our, our, our nighttime. And then to have times where it's totally blacked out, but to have totally blacked out sleep all the time is actually not healthy for us. We actually need to have that lunar phase of light and dark. And then on top of that, the, the moon has actually been uh, 
in our northern hemisphere sky um, during the day. So even if it was here at night, it's still dark. It's still a dark moon. So these dark moons are really voids. Like if you were to initiate something today during the dark moon, you would not get a response. So this is a really interesting thing. I actually set up my initial booth at the flea market during a dark moon, knowing it was a dark moon uh, last month, knowing that this was a time of void. And I was like, I don't care, I'm gonna do it anyway. And for the first week, it was like as if nobody could even see my booth. <laughs> it like just people walked right by it, could not see it. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play with this. All right, all right. And so I went back into the booth and I like shifted everything and energetically I like selenited it. And I, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this, it's open now. This is an open space. I'm ready for people to see this space. And it was like, instantaneous like right when it, I had finished doing that somebody walked by and came into the shop for the first time which is really interesting so there's these aspects of when we try to push or make things happen during certain phases of the moon we go against the natural lunar cycle that we are experiencing so there is aspects of women who are still having a menses, who are still bleeding. When you bleed during the new moon or up to the new moon and you ovulate during the full moon, you are still, your body is still in the child bearing mindset. When you ovulate closer to the new moon, and bleed at the full moon, you're in the mindset that you do not want children right now. And so mine oscillate, right? Mine oscillates. So when I'm like, really, I'm, I'm, I'm in my menses right now. So I am like fully, I was around this beautiful pregnant woman at the full moon, you know, it was Easter and I'm like, oh my gosh, baby. And I was like, I just need to hold your baby so that I don't make a baby, please. Like, <laughs> so baby fever this it's it's crazy and i'm like i can't have a baby yet though because i don't want to have a baby in january you know i'm like do i want a baby oh gosh i don't know i know karen's shaking her head like no no you're good like you have freedom sovereignty you can do whatever i know it's this land this land wants a baby so <laughs> but um it's an interesting thing. No, yeah, definitely not in January, right? So it would have to wait until at least May or June before that happened. But I, I keep going back and forth. And that's one of those aspects during a dark moon too, to really look into all the shadow aspects. Am I sabotaging? Am I using shadow magic? And shadow magic is so fun right now with a void of course and with a dark moon because you not a lot will happen with it except for internally so shadow magic is one of those aspects where you're really looking at the things behind the things the behavior behind the behavior and so this can be really fun if you tend to make these choices and then you're like wait why did i do that 
shadow magic today is a great way to really release and to see the behavior behind the behavior. And so, um, so I think we all have behavior that we're like, why did we do that? What is, what is going on with us today? What happened? What's going on? Today, write down those, those dark behaviors, those, those behaviors that are not, uh, I hate the love and light, like, but Anastasia talks, I really enjoy the way Anastasia from the Ringing Cedar series talks about dark and light. She talks about it as our energetic force. So when we are living our purpose, when we are in joy, when we are sharing and speaking our truth, we emit a light array that we can then like point and help other individuals to brighten their light. I like to look at it as like a flame. Like when I'm really inspired, when I'm lit up, I know that it helps ignite and light the flame that others maybe are dimming or they're just going, I don't know what I'm doing. And I know that I see this, I, I do this on a regular basis, kind of help light up those in my space and in that I'm connected to through Facebook or TikTok or however I'm connected to them. There's a light, there's a, there's a flame, there's an ignition that happens when we are connecting in an authentic joy, purpose-filled soul calling, whatever those words, whatever lingo resonates with you. But when we're, when we're sharing our bliss, it lights up others bliss. And so that is the light that I'm talking about, not a superficial good vibes only light, because that's not light. That is the, that is the darkness telling us to be superficial. So when we really shine our light, whether that's through like sharing and releasing things that are not, you know, they might not be very light filled things that we're sharing, but when we share our truth, our authenticness, our joy, our journey, which is what this 30 days of moon magic is, is really me unraveling and sharing in an authentic way, it allows and ignites the unraveling within others. And so that is the light that I'm talking about. And when we look at the dark forces, which Karen and I, I'm we're going to schedule this soon because we're, we, I want to schedule a podcast with Karen to talk about the dark forces and the who behind all of the things that we're like, but who wants to control us? Who is in control? What is this? You know, all these things. We're going we're gonna to unravel some of that together and we're going to invite our, our guides in and we're going to like, we don't know what's going to come through. Good morning, Lacey. Um, and so with that there's this just this aspect of being able to see clearly that the darkness is there we live in a plane where we get to experience that which we are not so having light and being of light in order to experience that which we are not we get to experience darkness we get to experience dark void nothingness because we are all of it we are everything and so when we get to experience the void or the darkness or that which we are not that gives us 
a different sensation in our being of who and what we are because we're all of it but when we get to experience that which we are not the void the darkness sometimes that fear comes up so um how many of you like who's afraid of the dark like there are times out here in and there's been times i had a, a time in washington um i was in the um ho national forest it was pitch black like so black I was standing outside, I walked outside the bus and I could not see my hands. And I had like just come like so, so dark. Um, and that was when I had my, my Sasquatch experience was during that time. Um, and I walked outside and it was so dark and it was like I hit a wall of just fear, just petrified. And I, I started shaking and it, it was so much so like I was going to go out to go get our picnic blanket because I'm like, oh, I forgot my picnic blanket out here. And I like just go to walk outside in the darkness and the darkness was like, no, you're not walking out here because you're like, bam. And I just like I walked back in and I was just like shaking and Travis like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think there's Sasquatch out there. And I was just like shaking, <laughs> convulsing with this fear. And it was so interesting because I've, you know, being in the city, I was scared of the darkness because of alleyways and humans, right? I mean, there's, there's a lurking in the shadows of like the darkness that way. And then in the woods, when you step out in the darkness of the woods, <clears throat> I haven't been getting that so much in on our land um, yet when we've camped elsewhere, when I've stepped out and it's been this dark, you can feel it kind of closing in on you in a way. And that's when I go, okay, this is why they had teepees. This is why they had fires. This is why we as a, a, a human race have learned to have a fire to keep that darkness away, right? If you've watched any magic show, the first thing to go out is the fire or the torch so the darkness can come in, right? So I just, I want to honor that space, that, that, that natural inclination to not fear the dark, but to flip it around and to honor the darkness, to really honor that space. Like, those that play with darkness tend to get consumed with darkness. And I don't, I think this is an interesting aspect that it's perfectly fine for them to be consumed with darkness. I do not judge them right or wrong. Um, but for me, I would like to be the light. And so for those that play with the shadows, beyond the shadows or the behavior behind the behavior i think shadows are very different than darkness and there's this aspect of when we look at our shadow selves those are usually the parts of ourselves that were hidden away those are parts of ourselves that we don't want others to see whereas the darkness usually comes forward very clearly and you can feel if someone has fully stepped into the darkness. It's a very different energy of, and again, there's no judgment. I actually have no judgment as to what 
tools people use to create their realities. And this is really the point. Whatever tools we want to play with, we get to play with. Like, if we decide that we would like to start worshiping and being a multimillionaire or a billionaire, if that is what we would like to be, if we would like to have that as our God, it's possible. But what's interesting, it's, it says in the, in the Bible, you can't have two gods simultaneously, right? Our, our brains, we can multitask. And I like this analogy because when we are in tune with our purpose, oftentimes people go, well, I can't make any money living my purpose. And it's like, well, because you're honoring your God is this right here. You're not serving this um, warrior God culture. You're not serving the in God we trust culture. You know, when you, when, when you step out of certain boundaries, suddenly things shift and the universe is going to provide for you. I've met so many people that have walked away from it, but they still have food on their table. Like they're still provided for. While it not, might not be in the way that they want, it's an interesting aspect. Yet when we choose to become dependent on somebody else's resources, whether that be government resources or grocery store resources and step fully away from our nature, the universe might have a harder time if we're in alignment with a nature setting and we're trying to live in a society that is not giving us our nature, that's when there's a division. So that can that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But I really wanted to, you know, make space for the darkness, make space for the shadows, make space for the voids today, and really allow for this unraveling to happen as, as something that is okay, as something that, you know, look beyond the shadows, look be behind the behavior. So uh, I'm going to finish that there. Take time to rest today take time to release today. Um, try to not do anything today. <laughs> the dark moon is like, try not to do anything. We've got a new moon tomorrow, which is very much still a dark moon. So I am going to be going live tomorrow. It is not going to be at 10 a.m. Uh, I really don't know what time it's going to be. I will try to post on Facebook and in the Discord when I'm going to go live um, tomorrow. I'm going to be going live for the next three weeks. So I'm going to do new moon to third quarter moon this 30 days of, of uh, moon magic, not taking the weekends off or anything. Um, and then I'm going to take the, the week off from the third quarter to the last day of the waning crescent moon. Um, this way, we can really get into a cycle of fully living, of being in action, of being together, and then giving ourselves that time to retreat and to be present and to go within during this waning crescent moon. So if you want to kind of jot that in on your own schedule too, maybe planning out for next month to have a few down days to maybe schedule some sick days during that time, just to like be present to when the moon is really saying, stop rest, do nothing. 
and then really being in action and being in a lot of energy and a lot of um, momentum while the moon phase is telling us or sharing with us, this is the time to do it. So um, this is all an experiment anyway. So I appreciate you along the ride with me and um, I will see you tomorrow. I will, I will, I will work on what time it is and I will get everybody the time for tomorrow. Um, that way we can be in the new moon energy together and set some intentions and do some fun things in that way. So blessings. I'll see you all then. Have a wonderful and magical day. Goodbye.